Hello and welcome to the Me and My Golf podcast. We're your hosts and PGA golf coaches, Piers Ward and Andy Prabhu. Each week we're going to share with you our 20 plus years of coaching experience to bring you top tips, the latest information and trends, along with some of the world's best in the golf industry to help you play the best golf of your life. So what are we waiting for? Let's get to it and help you take charge of your game. So thanks for tuning in to episode 21 of the Me and My Golf podcast. And we're excited today because we have a special guest. We have Jamie Donaldson, who is the European Senior Instructor for Aimpoint Putting. So you may have seen the guys on TV using the, uh, using the, the holding their fingers in the air. This is what Aimpoint is all about. So Jamie's been a PGA professional for over 20 years, coaching the game. He's got a wealth of experience, worked with some of the best players in the world, Ian Poulter, Justin Rose, Adam Scott, Lydia Ko, all helping them with their ability to hold more putts and to read the greens as best they can. So we know you're going to enjoy this. There's going to be some great little nuggets of information that you can take with you out onto the golf course. So make sure you listen hard and enjoy. Jamie, welcome to the Me and My Golf podcast. Great to have you here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for your time. Um, we've just done some videos on the golf courses. We're fantastic. Those are going live on our, our website and our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, Aimpoint. We're going to talk a little bit about, about Aimpoint. But first of all, just tell the... The listeners a little bit about yourself, the history, and, yeah. and what's brought you to where you are today, really. Yeah, quite a quite a story, I think. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking sub, forward to hearing yeah, this as well. Sub ten hour version. <laughs> so, yeah, we on a timer. So I qualified as a PJ member in '97, and was a full swing coach, and wanted to be the best coach I could be, and I was investing heavily on. 3D systems with Stuart Corstofin. I was using TrackMan very early on, and and, and really full time coach. All I wanted to do was coach golf. And uh, it got to the point where I was getting a little bit frustrated with not getting the results I wanted out of people in as much as I, I think I was expecting them to do more work than they were prepared to do. So a very busy golf coach and I had people asking me about green reading. Um, this is around 2008. Um, and I, 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 no one taught me. I had nothing in my books. And I had no drills on green reading. I just kind of mm-hmm. expected people to work it out. So uh, that's where I was introduced to Aimpoint. Um, and I knew it from the coverage on the US PGA Tour. Uh, Aimpoint then was a system for uh, putt prediction, they called it. So mm-hmm. they'd take a 3D map of a green, and uh, once the player's ball was on the green, they would, uh, in the control room, they'd have a fixed monitor. They'd click the cursor on the ball, and the computer would show where the break line should be. So it would then create this graphic that people at home saw. And it was live, and people would hit putts on it, and it was 99% accurate. So I knew that existed, and I found out about Aimpoint. Um, Mark Sweeney's the creator of the computer program, uh, you know, really clever guy. And John Graham was the first contact for me, and he was an Aimpoint instructor. So uh, I wanted him to come over and teach my pupils. So I flew him in and his wife in from New York to spend a week with me and my family. And we did two days of teaching, and I had 48 of my customers signed up to learn Aimpoint green reading. Wow without any knowledge. So 48 people said, yes, I'd like to do that. So we did 12 hours of coaching, three, six sessions of two hours over two days. And then it was a booklet, which was a chart, we called it, or they called it, and it had 600 numbers in it. it looked like a series of dartboards. And if you knew the length of the putt, the, the angle that you're crossing the slope, the value of slope and the stimp, it would say X amount of inches from the edge of the cup. 
amazing green reading tool and I got hooked pretty quickly on it. I thought this is unbelievable. There is a start, a middle and an end to this process of going from not knowing anything about green reading to being competent. Um, so I got in touch with Sweeney who created it and we just got talking and um, he came to visit and it just seemed like the right time to to leave coaching, the coaching swing world, and immerse myself in, in green reading. Um, it's a big move as well, isn't yeah, it? It's from, crazy from what you know, and you know, as golf coaches, we yeah. the majority of us focus on the golf swing. So to make that leap is quite a big, it big leap. Seems crazy now. Yeah. Um, and many sleepless nights when I handed my resignation, very <laughs> very comfortable coaching job, and I just said, right, I'm 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 moving, job and. The, f the first thing I had, and this was probably November, December time, so I started coaching some aim point, but January I went out to the to Orlando Golf Show with Sweeney, that's probably 2009 we'll say, and that's where I was introduced to other aim point instructors in the States. Uh, I stayed at Sweeney's house and he just, he just gave me all the information, everything he had on green reading and putt geometry. Um, and my first client was a US PGA Tour player called Dickie Pride. Mm -hmm. So we're also I'm coaching Dickie Pride at Bay Hill. There we go. Um, you know, then I started to work on the ladies' tour, the European tour, uh, and the rest is history as, you, mm. as it is. And uh, fast forward to 2014 was when we invented the express read, okay. which is feet and fingers. So now we're doing green reads in 10 seconds using feet and fingers. Uh, massive success with the express read. And the way Aimpoint works is we have 300 instructors worldwide and they all contribute to development of the system. So it's 15 years in development and what people see is the end result, yeah. the feet and fingers. Um, and I don't know the exact metrics, but we've got something like eight or nine players in the top 50 in America, our Aimpoint coaches. Uh, Mike Adams, I think, has just been named as coach of the year, Aimpoint instructor. Joe Hallett, definitely coach of the year. Wow. Uh, at some stage, he's Aimpoint instructor, but they all feed into the, to the to Sweeney to yep. the to the centre of the, the nucleus, think tank, yes. the think <laughs> tank, and then he goes and tests, and you know we've got this computer that can simulate any putt in the world over and over again, and that's how we invented our drop point, which we talked about mm -hmm. today, which we is did. planning the curve. We can plan the curve in play really fast. Speed control. We've got amazing speed and distance control, and it's all come about from the program that Sweeney wrote with fourteen thousand lines of algorithms. It's, it's amazing, you know, just you know, so obviously it is, you know, aim point is about mm. reading greens, but I think the good thing is, and people will, will know what, they may mm. not know the name aim point, but they'll yeah. know the fingers, you know, people yeah. hold the fingers and straddle the line, they'll yep. see that, the, they'll see some of the play. good players, which we'll come to in a moment, mm. but I think to, for people to understand that it actually is done very quickly, mm. quicker than you would normally read a putt, is actually really important. Yeah, I mean, there, there's only one read quicker than aim point express, and that's the total guess. Yeah. <laughs> and we, and we actually I did that. We've seen a few of those. <laughs> yeah. And what we did was, Mark and I were in the States and we, we, we got a drone out at um, Astoria in, uh, in Orlando and we, we thought we'd film all the different green reads and time them. And it was funny because once we started going through the 360 and the walk to the hole and back and the low side and what have you, the, you know, the only quicker read the name point is just to stand at your ball and hit it. Mm. Nothing else quicker. Mm. There we go. And then, you know, we see, I'm just saying, there's great players use this, you know, you, your Adam Scott, mm. your Justin Roses, yep. you know, Lydia World Ones. Seven major winners. Yeah, that's pretty decent. 80, 82 plus worldwide tour winners. Um, and just so many wins on mini tours. And, and when people talk about the kind of the, the tour and the, the, 
marquee players. They're already at a standard, and I think they're good. They're good for people to watch and see it happen. But we've, you know, I, I, I coach in career as well, and there's mm. twelve year olds off scratch plus one plus two, mm. using Aimport in every single read, and the. There's this massive wave of youngsters that know nothing else but Aimpoint. Yeah. Who That's when it gets interesting because I know yeah. we've spoken before about it being untapped for sure. Yeah. Putting it needs to be. Yeah. People should be better at it. Yeah. I mean, these, these kids know no difference. They don't think it's weird. It's strange. Mm -hmm. it's, they, don't, they don't think a ball can be dragged towards water or go uphill because of mystical magnetism <laughs> by a landmark. Uh, you know, the, the green speed can change break. The, 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 the grain can change break. But apart from that, it's just the length of the putt and the slope it's going across. Mm. Very basic physics. And I think, what's, what I think what I like about the aim point system as well, Jamie, is that it does give you a really simple, fast, clear process to read the greens. And I think mm. for, the, for the listeners to this podcast, and for the guys that we see, Pierce, when we take them on the golf course, and we ask them to do their routine or to describe what they do in their routine, some of them can't even tell you their routine. They, exactly. just, they haven't even got a routine of how they read greens. Yep. And they go, well, I'm not actually sure what I do. Yeah. And when you haven't got a clue what your routine is, how mm. are you going to actually give yourself the best chance possible? No chance. And those are the players that when they start to play well will take even longer or add things into their routine and then it becomes very different. And also, ultimately, their focus becomes on actually, you know, maybe I'm missing the putt as opposed to everything that we're doing and yeah. you're doing in this routine is about making the best possible putt. Yeah, well, I've spoke to quite a few golf psychologists and they, they like Aimpoint mm -hmm. because from what I understand, it keeps people present. Yep. They're feeling Process. the slope, they're, 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 under, they're, they're getting a feel, then they go back and then they decide where they're going to aim. They're not looking at thinking, well, I hope I don't go too long or I hope I don't miss this wide. Yeah. Or last time I had this putt, I hit it 10 foot past or left it short. Those are players that are time traveling present and past and future. And I, I think that the aim point keeps you present with that moment in time what you're trying to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you that clarity of exactly what you need to do in a simple, yeah. in a simple way, doesn't it? And, and at the same time, if you do misread using Aimpoint, you can work out what you did wrong. Yeah. Mm. You know, we, you can just go, if you don't use Aimpoint, you just miss putts constantly. You, you can't make changes because you don't know what you did. Mm. You just know you missed. And with Aimpoint, what, you get used to how, how much curve happens. So you're associating curve, uh, you know, amounts of curve with numbers. So then you miss a putt and the curve matched what you aim-pointed, so it has to be a start line issue. Yeah. Feedback. And the, the best, the, look, yeah. I, I think a lot of the guys at home, how they typically would read a green is they would just use their eyes. They'd yes. walk around the hole, have a look, and see what they think is going to happen based on what they see. Yeah. But aim-point is definitely different because we're really using the mm. ground, aren't we? We're really looking at what the feet and how it feels. Yeah. Um, you know, do you think there's any, are there any guys out there who struggle with feel and, and what, yeah, what's, the, what's the sort of the take on that if somebody struggles to get that feel? My answer yeah. is an official answer and that will be my answer. Well, um, people say to me, I've got one leg longer than the other. What it is, is you're feeling down weight, down pressure, so you can't lose your body weight. And I've seen people with uh, prosthetic limbs using aim point. Uh, they, they can There's something connected to the ground, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, you can't lose, feeling it. you know, 14, 15 <laughs> stone in my case. But the point is, Everyone can feel so, and, and it's the workings of the inner ear, so it's the vestibular system. And, and very basic, uh, on the back of a matchbox, it helps you stay balanced and upright. Mm. And if the slope changes, your body adjusts its gait or its tilt to suit slope, and it's feeling pressure and it makes that change. If you, if you can't walk across an uneven surface, then you're going to struggle to mm. feel slope, perhaps. 
But even if you've got one leg longer than the other, one feels lower than the other because of pressure, and then you've got to learn to gauge pressure. Mm. And I've had people feel it in the feet, the ankles, the knees, the hips, the head even. So, so I don't believe anyone, there's, there's no one that can't feel slope. No. However, we can close our eyes, we can have a little wiggle, we can flex the knees. We've got a lot of tricks up our sleeve if, people, if there's a better way for someone to feel slope. So, so we would take people through processes of which, which style gives you the best number. Um, and back to your point about you know the the visual thing is is people can design greens to make it look like it does something very different to what it actually does. Shadows can make people see different breaks. The way they cut the green can change it. Also, you could have a hill to the right of a green and a, a lake to the left, but the machines made that green, so they can build the slope left to right if it. they want. And, and slopes that lay into big slopes often look greater than they are. Those pesky designers. Those pesky designers. <laughs> Optical <laughs> illusions. And sometimes there's history and what other people have done. Yeah. So the ball only knows what it touches. Of so course. If, so if you're looking for external cues on the green read, uh, they, they can work mm. if you get lucky, but it mm. might be 30%. It can you could have been tricked. Well. Yeah. You yeah it's like plum bobbing. If, you know, don't upset anyone, but plum bobbing only works three times out of ten. Mm. Because where you hold the, the, you can have an arm bend that would increase break and decrease break. You could stand behind the ball, which would increase break. But also, you're, you've got to be standing on the exact average of the slope between the ball and the hole for plum bobbing to work. To work. Yeah. And no one's ever explained plum bobbing to me. Yeah. And I've worked with players that use it, and I said, "What are you doing?" They go, oh, "I just look at this, and it does that." And yeah. I, if I change one, it goes the other way. And you're like, well. <laughs> "So it's habit." <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Of so course. I think with the feet thing, really, it's just. A matter of for guys who haven't really used the feet in the past, yeah. it's a matter of just exploring it and conditioning their awareness to actually what's going on, basically. Yeah, and, and you know what what I would say to your guys to do: we go out on the putting green, look look for the biggest slope you can see, stand on it. That's a big number. Yeah. Go down the slope, and you'll feel it decreasing as you go down. And if you don't feel anything, it's a zero. If you feel a little bit, it's one. Average is two. Three is steep. Four is severe. But here's the thing for you, when the ball gets to 7% or higher on quick greens, it won't rest. So if you find a bit where the ball rolls away every time you drop it on the green, it must be 7% or more. Yeah. So everything else must be inside 6%, there let's say. Yeah. 1 to 4 is where you'll spend over 90% of your time putting. But if, do you know what, if you only ever said it was a 2%, you'd already putt better. Yeah. Because that's the average slope mm. on greens. I like Brilliant. it. So, Quick question on practice. Mm. Um, we talked earlier about sort of the um, the make percentage on 20 feet and the average yeah. first put on the greens. Yeah. Where should the majority of amateurs, if they're going to practice, where should they spend the majority of their time? I I say to players or customers, get comfortable inside six foot. Miss it close from 20 from 25 foot and above. So no three putting. So when we're saying close within three feet. Yeah, 10% okay. of the distance is a good metric. Mm -hmm. Long or short, that'd be tour average. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and then at 20 feet, hitting putts that look like they can go in and the odd one drops in. So three key areas. Confident inside six feet, stress-free at 25 foot or more, and when you get to 20 feet, which is probably your average first putt for most golfers, a little bit less, you're actually hitting putts that I say have a future. Yeah. You're watching them with potential mm. for going in, they'll either do or don't. Yeah, you're not walking after it uh, straight away. And you yeah. said a stat earlier about the six-foot puts that the yeah fifty percent of your puts are played within that six-foot range. Yeah, half of what you do with a putter is inside six foot. Yeah, and at six foot, a, 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 a scratch player will make fifty percent of their putts. Yeah, 
And I think, I'm, I'm going to guess here, I think it's about four or five foot for club level is okay. 50%. Okay. So it's, it's, it's funny how it only changed by a foot or two. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but inside three feet, it's yeah. very close, isn't it? I think you're talking about 99% yeah. at three foot and in yeah, on yeah. tour. Yeah. But for um, an amateur golfer, it's not, it's not a massive difference, is it? No, and, and, and you know, quite often the misread causes manipulations on those short putts, which can mm. lead to what the feel of a yip. Because mm -hmm. they're trying to change the face enough in a short putt. Yeah. So, so that's worth considering. If you feel you're tweaky on short putts, it's, I'd start looking at that video we made on the short putt read yeah. and, and using that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because quite often it can be a, a, a misread or a misaim that's making you do something funky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the start of these involuntary movements. Of course. Of course. Okay, now that makes, makes total sense. Mm. Makes total sense. So, obviously, when you see golfers, mm. There is a consistency to the mistakes that they make. Mm. So, what sort of, what, what? Give us a few of the consistent yeah. mistakes that you see golfers make. Uh, okay, the classic is Amateur the un golfers under read. Under read. Okay. Under read, so they have to hit the putt so hard to make it okay. that they hit it way past the hole and then miss the next one. Miss the next <laughs> one. Put pressure on the next one. And these are the ones, Jamie. Sorry to interrupt there. These yeah. are the ones that um, don't have a future. Yes. Generally, these putts, not, they're not. They're never going in. Some of those putts have to be hit so far hard they cannot go in. Yeah. We used to start my classes by saying pick you know show me where you'd read this part and they were so wrong it actually wasted time mm. there was such a kind of blockage from wow was i really that bad to what i need yeah, to now do so we don't bother now we just show them how to do it and they, yeah. they then they say to me that's twice what i'd aim and i say well hit it mm. and it's always good and they say wow i must have been bad before definitely kind of a learning uh, process there where if you tell them how bad they are yeah you better yeah put they, the shutters of up. course they can absolutely um, so there's that, the under-read and the over-hit, or they then push the ball up the slopes. Um, short putts, trying to keep the putter face aiming at the hole. Okay. So kind of leading the putter towards the hole. Uh, and I'll tell you what, we're doing a lot of cool stuff on left-to-right putts at the moment, which I did a poll on Twitter, maybe had 500 people answered, and, and I think 60% said that they struggle on left-to-right putts. And it was about 30 on right-to-left, and there was indecisive, and then there was... I don't have a problem. Mm -hmm. So we made up the other percentages, but there's, there's something to do with the on a right to left on a right-handed player on a left to right putt with the the body's orientation to the ball, which make left to right putts awkward. Okay. So we, we, we've got some cool stuff on that where we're working on entry points to the hole, the path into the hole, and what we found is people wildly underestimate those. Yeah. And it's even with the better players. I mean, I notably Gay went to the extreme of putting. Yes, changed his. He was always having the right, break right to left, yeah. going towards him, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he, he. Yeah, that's true. Actually, he went left to right on. Yeah. Sorry, he went left-handed on short putts and right-handed on long putts. Yeah, I thought it was, no, it wasn't it? Wasn't he? Wasn't he left to right? He would be left-handed and then right to left to be right-handed. Right I know he yeah. swapped. Yeah, like yeah. bullseye putter, didn't he? he, he would yeah. go either side. And yeah. Adam was using a broom handle for long putts and a short putt, mm -hmm. or the other way around in the. US yeah, Open, yeah, yeah. third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and look, I think I think there'll be people listening to this now, and US they will PGA, go, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll be listening to this and going, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it, it I, is. I do those things. Oh God, you know, once once people start thinking about what they're doing, it's amazing to see how there are these things available. There are things you can change, mm. as opposed to just willy nilly, just somewhere there hit it wrong, somewhere there hit it wrong. You know, just going on and on, struggling. To now to, to realise that there are these little changes you can make and funky things with putters that can make a difference. Yeah. I think what's interesting as well is that the majority of the guys who will listen to this or, or watch any videos, they, they're aware 
that they may need to work at, let's say, their putting stroke. So they'll get on the putting green yeah. before, they'll be working at their yeah. technique, working at their stroke. But very rarely do you get a guy that goes out and goes, I'll tell you what I'm going to do today. I'm going to go and work at my green yeah. skills. I'm going to go and get out there, practice on the, on the course, on the, the practice green, and just practice my yeah. green reading skills. Exactly. And if they did that, technique alone, they would hold, you know, they would hold so many more putts. Do, do you know, the, the thing about technique is this. If you have a perfect action, like if you have a, 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 a rock-solid action that, that never deviates and you can't read a green, you won't make a putt. Mm. Or you might make the odd one. Mm. So, so if you do misread, you're better off having a funky stroke that changes. Yeah. Because then you, you know, a blind squirrel might find a nut every yeah. now and then. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, you know, you, if you can't read a green, you're better off throwing in different impact factors because you might make a few more putts. Yeah. And everyone's got this idea of a great stroke they want, and everyone's trying to balance their stroke and putt well. But as we were talking out there as well, you know. Things change when you go uphill, downhill, left, right, right yeah. to left. You know the stroke oh. naturally has to change. Posture changes, eye line changes. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think it's we've got to, we've got to look at slope as being a, a massive factor in all decision making. Yeah. Even down to how the player stands on the ball. And that then obviously ultimately has to be read. You have exactly. to read that slope. And that's totally. it, it, you know, if we think about it, this, is all tracking back to player's ability to read a green yeah. and once they can do that mm -hmm. I think the big key that you said to us out there as well you eliminate the three puts yes so everyone who's listening to this now if they can yeah. just eliminate three puts and they yeah. always hit it to within three feet yeah. with good pace control and green reading then exactly. actually if the stroke is a little bit funky and if you know you might mm. not knock a load of yeah. ten footers in for birdie but you actually probably will make a lot of pass well we've also seen people that when we give them the right green read start making a lot of putts because they they're just they're kind of good at squaring the face up, or yeah. they, they miss a few and then work it out. Yeah. So they're actually now adjusting to correct as opposed to adjusting to incorrect. Mm -hmm. It's a case of two two rights, two wrongs making a right. Yeah, yeah of course, yeah. yeah. Um, and compensations and happen a lot, obviously. Yeah, and, and I think if we play to compensations and let people make their compensations until they don't need to, mm. I think that builds a good, solid foundation for putting. like it. Brilliant. Mm. like it. And we are a little limited on time because I know you've got to get it. You've got a, a group coming today mm. to coach. A um, couple of things, a couple of more things that we'd like to ask you is um, your ultimate golfer. We ask everybody who comes on the podcast this: Who is your <laughs> ultimate golfer? So, driver of the golf ball, iron play, short game, even mental side, putting, whatever. You obviously got to, you wow. got to say putting. We can't ignore that. Do you know what um, I'm going to? What I'm going to say is because I have a, an emotional attachment to this. Would be my favourite golfer was Adam Scott. Okay. Okay. Um, a because I love I like the way he swings it and you know he's an all rounder mm -hmm. and you know I work a lot in Australia I do love the Aussies and he's a good Aussie fella mm -hmm. yeah um, and he's also the, when I worked with him he was the the most normal genuine person I think I've ever worked with he, he was an absolute gentleman and we had a lot of fun and you know he was he was world's number one at the time yeah and he could have just been Joe from accounts yeah yeah. So I admire him for that. It's always nice when that happens. Yeah, and I mean, he's, he's a real poster boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I know the wife likes him, yeah, so there yeah. we go. <laughs> 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 root, root, root she follows him on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting, because we ask this question, sorry, when we do this as well, we normally say, who's the best driver you've seen, who's the best iron player? But I think he fits the bill with yeah. maybe with the driving and with the iron playing, and, and you know, when he's on, his whole game is amazing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and, and the driving's a funny one, because um, I've been up close and personal and watched people like McElroy hit it, uh, Dustin Johnson, I've seen Woods hit it, and I think the thing about them is, is their ball flight, that, you know, the tour are amazing how they hit it, 
but there's three or four players that are just a step above and yeah. they make the ball do different things. Mm. Sounds different, it flies different and looks different. Mm. And you know, those three guys do that. Well, yeah. I mean, Dustin smashed it. Yeah. Yeah. But Woods and McElroy, they can hit the ball different to the other players. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so those two are obviously... Sounds like you're building a decent golfer there. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and obviously with, with putting as well, and obviously I know you've got, and, it, and it's going to be you know aim point aside, mm. you go know, because there's obviously some guys who are just maybe more naturally gifted, or they've practiced yeah. hard, or they've mm. done the right things. Yeah, whether they've known yeah. it, mm -hmm. absolutely. Who's the best person you've seen at knocking putts in? Well, well I've got another story here. You earlier, Pierce. You earlier, yeah. yeah. There we go. On the second go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I did some work with Mike Campbell in um, in, in um, Ireland, mm -hmm. the Irish Open. And uh, he was using a bit of aim point, being introduced to it. So, we're, and it was very quick greens, and there was a nice big slope, like a four percenter. So we were talking fifty plus inches of break at twenty foot. Wow. And and I did the read for him, and it was one of those kind of, this is what you do, okay? And then he hits the putt. Sort of, we're sort of showing, introducing him before he started using it. And this was with the chart. So I did the read for him. It was about fifty inch plus break, and we're talking a lot of break, very quick green, four percent, which is very steep. And and he said this can't be right. And I was like, what have I done wrong? Quite a few years ago, you know, 2010 maybe. And I was like, golly, have I made a mistake? And I said, no, no, I know what I'm doing, stick to it. Stick. And he called some people over and he said, look, come and look at this. This plunker here. Yeah, I to sweat. And, it was, and, I, and I can't remember the players, but this was, I'd only, been, I'd only done tour work for about a year at this stage, and all of a sudden there were some real big names coming in. Caddies, yeah, I wouldn't aim there. And I did start to, feel like this could be kill or cure. Mm -hmm. let's, get, let's get back to the range in Cambridge and teach swing. <laughs> so anyway, he, he went with it and he made the first putt. And it was, oh my God, I can't believe this. And then he made the next one, the next one. And he made a massive amount of 20 foot putts. I mean, if I said he made 15, 16 out of 20, it wouldn't be a lie. And what happened, I just stood there and watched him repeat, repeat, repeat. It's unbelievable. And there was someone taking balls out of the hole so he could make room for the next wow. one. Um, so yeah, he's one that impressed me most. Uh, with, with, from what I saw from him. Well, major winner. Yeah, yeah. Major winner. Really super solid. Senior tour now as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah making yeah, a comeback, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Okay, so um, look, again, we're going to get your details in a moment if anyone mm. wants to come and see you, but we always do this as well. We ask you or the guest for a quote. Well, I've got to say that, 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 that you can have the best stroke in the world, but if you can't read a putt, you won't make many putts. There you go. So, so, you know, let's stop focusing on perfect here yeah. and then start linking it back from where you're aiming. Is your speed good? What do your start lines look like? And then I, I'll say then technique starts to, to play a bigger part. So, so yeah. stop trying to be perfect, be yeah. effective. Um, you know, work on... There's another one. Yeah, why? 38% at 10 foot. So yeah. four out of 10 putts go in at 10 foot. Yeah. Let's call it you know, 20% at 20 foot would be amazing. So one in five at, at 20 feet. And then, you know, if, if you make, uh, you know, if you make one in 20 at 30 foot, you've done well. Yeah. So stop giving yourself Some such a hard time do expect missing putts. Mm. You know, hit 10 putts before you say, what am I missing? Amazing. There's there, oh, three quotes there. That's good. There good, go. good advice, I think. I think, and I think hopefully for the, the, the listeners to this, they've got something a little bit different. Maybe shift their focus onto worrying mm. about their technique so much and start thinking about actually the process of what they do totally. on course. Okay, how can I make this more, sim more simple, more efficient, mm. and give me the best chance possible? And, and inside and 10 seconds. And inside 10 seconds. Yeah, 10 seconds. do it quick, learn from it, 
Um, don't get bogged down with worrying about the numbers. Mm. They're just number choices, just like picking a club out your bag or allowing for the wind. Golf's all about choosing or, or matching numbers. Aim point and green reading's no different. Brilliant. So how can people find out a little bit more about you, Jamie, and uh, or okay. if they want to come and see you? So there's, there's three, three main ways. You've got Twitter, which is at Golf Donaldson. Aim, uh, Instagram, which is Aimpoint Golf Europe, and if you email me on jamie at aimpointgolf.co.uk, I uh, coach here at Woburn, do all my one to one work here, do groups all over the country. Uh, but if you get hold of me in one of those uh, mediums, uh, I'm pretty good at replying and uh, I hope to meet some of you. Yeah, I think Fantastic. it'd be good to, you know, to the, the facilities here are incredible, and I know if you come and have a session with Jamie, you'd go away with um, some really good skills to work on, so yeah. and um, if, well worth a visit. If this goes out in the next week or two, yes, it will. Yeah. Travis Perkins Masters is being played here at Woburn on the Jukes yep. course, and there's a special offer uh, through a prostate cancer charity, yeah. uh, which is free for anyone to come along on the Friday, so the boys will probably put a link in here somewhere. Absolutely. We'll so yeah. some of this is this is some of the best senior players. Yeah, the senior tour. Campbell making it over. I don't know. Well, maybe. I don't might know. Be a little watch him, little 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 watch him putting. Here we go. You're that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, get up close and personal with with these players. And you know, it's a very intimate course, the Dukes. Yeah. It's, it's very tree line. So you know, I, you're going to get very close to some absolute legends uh, playing here. So uh, brilliant. Come along and support. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Thank you, Piers. Jamie, thanks for time. We'll let you Thank get back you. to your coaching now. Hopefully, Super. You're yeah, a lesson in five some good things. Well, <laughs> thanks for the chance <laughs> to tell my story. No, I know. Thank you. You're welcome. Cheers. More to come. Thank you so much for listening to the Me and My Golf podcast. We hope you enjoyed that and got some value from that. And if you did, then please share that episode with a friend. And if you can do us a real big favor and head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It really does help this podcast grow and reach more golfers and Our mission is to help as many golfers around the world as we can play some better golf. So it really would mean a lot to us. One question that we get asked a lot is, Andy Pierce, how can we get coaching from you? Well, now you can have myself and Pierce as your very own personal online golf coach. And we've created a a platform that infuses our coaching experience and philosophy into a fantastic community that's packed full of weekly videos that will really help transform your golf. We've got coaching plans on specific areas in the game. We have a shot fixer section, which really enables you to fix your faults fast so you can see results immediately on the golf course. And we really want to build a a tribe of golfers that are committed to playing the best golf of their lives. And like I say now, this is the closest thing that you're going to experience to get me and Pierce on the lesson tee with you. And we'd love to have you part of this fantastic community. So head over to meandmygolf.com. And look, have a go. We have a 14-day free trial that you can take advantage of, see what it's like, and if it fits right for you, then fantastic. And we'll hope to see you there. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Me and My Golf podcast.